And that's exactly how we do it. Welcome to the show on Radio Uncensored, uh, cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the show. My name is Penny uh, Libiani, and this is Love and Life. We do all exciting things uh, that life has got to offer. And, of course, we do it with a lot of love. Welcome to the show. I'm going to be with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. You can be part of our conversations uh, on 861 and of course, we're also on YouTube. We've got a Cliff Central TV. Uh, that's, uh, um, that, uh, that's how you can get in touch with us on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at cliffcentral.com. Instagram, Facebook, Cliff Central, and of course, on WeChat uh, ID as well. Now, today on the show, we're talking immigration a bit later on on the show. Uh, before the show is over, we'll catch up with uh, my Tome uh, Twitter in uh, live uh, on the phone, rather, chatting to us about that. I'm sure you know about uh, the latest new immigration laws and things like that. We did touch on it uh, when we first started the show, so there's some interesting developments, so he'll chat to us about that. Uh, but to kick off our exciting show, as uh, we get into the month of September, a whole lot of things are happening. It's Heritage Month. Uh, so there's a host of events coming out of Women's Month as if we don't need any more events. Uh, that's one of the things that's happening. Another thing that I know about that's happening this week is Pharmacy Week. Interesting stuff about how people are abusing antibiotics and uh, all sorts of stuff uh, as well. I'll try and uh, share a bit up about that with you. I'm sure they, they gave you a lot of information on that as well uh, on our health slot. But um, and, uh, on the life and exciting uh, side of things, uh, I'm joined in studio this afternoon by Alex Coggins, who is a brand marketing executive at Plascon. Now, Plascon is not just a paint company. It's all paint company. Uh, it's about life and color uh, and exciting things. We're talking uh, about a special week, Plascon's National Color Week. I mean, only in Africa do we have such exciting things. So if you're like me and you love color, uh, this conversation that we're just about to have uh, should be very exciting. Good afternoon, Alex, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Penny. Thanks very much. Are you good? I'm good, thank you. Okay, so we kicked off our 20, 2014 National Color Week. First of all, for, for, for people who are like, ah, color, paint, I mean, black, white, gray, I'm sure those are the colors that I deal with. Why do we even need to have like a, a National Color Week? What is this week all about? Well, first off, there are about 16 million colors that I can see. Get out of here. Yeah. So color plays a huge part of our lives and it can change your mood, the way you feel, True. improve your emotions, and obviously can really improve your environment as well. So we use National Color Week to promote color to make people feel better. Hmm. So to make, so, okay, so to make fe- people feel better. Yeah. So obviously all these different colors have, you know, they have meanings of some sort. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, Colors actually based on science from mm-hmm. physics. Mm-hmm. So they have different energies. So red is high energy, makes you feel vibrant and alive, mm-hmm. whereas blues and greens are calming and more restful and peaceful. Mm. So depending on the colors you put around yourself, the dif- different you'll feel. Okay, so if I'm, I got a pink skirt and my nails are yellow. Let's mm. talk about me and my colors. That's a good vibe and combination. A little confusing maybe, <laughs> but good, yeah. A little bit confusing. A little bit confusing. Well, for me it is anyway. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sure you're talking like a guy. They're like, yeah. yeah why does she have yellow nails and a pink skirt? Uh, okay. Because I'm colorful. I'm we like, love color. You know, I, yeah. I like expressing myself uh, through color. So what is the importance of color? Well, I think color really does change the way you feel. And uh, 
I think in throughout throughout times, if you look at black and white movies, what a different feel they have to color movies. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, it's just improves our environments. Do you think we, we, you know, we, we embrace that, um, I mean, as, as South Africans, not just on how we, we express ourselves, you know, physically, but like even in our surroundings, in our home, because now we're talking, we're talking Plascon, which is like, you know, paint, mm. colors. Uh, do, do we embrace that in, in, in our homes? I think in South Africa, we really do. I think, uh, obviously we've got a great color palette, great sunlight, uh, great mm. light. So colors really show up well. Mm. Just like people to use more color going forward. Unfortunately, a lot of people still use cream and beige and, We'd like to see more red and orange and more funky colors coming through. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I've just painted my house red one week, there'll be like a crisis on my street. <laughs> you can always change it. It's only paint. <laughs> it's only paint. That's so true. You can only change it. It's only paint. Okay, so how does color affect our lives, would you say? Well, I think really it makes us feel feel different on a daily basis. Mm. And for us, a random act of color is really important because we can give back to other people in our communities and make them feel better. Mm. I think very often... Um, in the world of orphanages and old age homes, they can mm. be quite dull and gray and boring. And we want people to go out into these places and yeah. make them, improve them, make them more colorful, make them more cheerful. So in terms of like, I mean, uh, throughout this, this week as, as Plascon, what have you, what activities have you guys been doing to sort of like get uh, the general public in, interested in, in celebrating National Color Week? Well, this week we started on Monday in Rosebank at, mm. the, at the zone. Mm. And we did a huge mural, which is going to be donated to a, a charity mm-hmm. and that'll be happening towards the end of this week so so the mural will be donated to, to to a charity yes that's correct so you had like different artists painting on the mural what what sort of uh, did it activity did it, did it i mean what did it involve yeah we had different artists painting on the mural mm-hmm. what sort of things were they i mean artwork were they putting on do you okay all right you know okay that's fine uh now let's talk about uh the color trends that have been focused for for 20 2015 i mean yeah. and how different are they from like the previous ones for like 20 uh, for 2014 versus 2015 well obviously they evolve from year to year mm. but we base them basically on what's happening in the world what's happening in world trends mm. what's happening in consumers lives mm. obviously the big things that that we look at are new products design fashion mm. product design and also big events like the soccer world cup so we use those as kind of basic themes to develop our color forecast that's interesting. So you look at like um global trends and 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 and, and international I mean and global events that are happening and then you kind of like draw inspiration from that. So the samba Brazil uh you know I, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We've taken quite a lot of cues from this one from Brazil actually. Mm-hmm. And there're four different themes and essentially what we do is we've got an expert and result mm-hmm. who's our color manager, it's all she does. She has the best job in the company. I can imagine. Trends forecasting design, it's a great great portfolio. She beats in London once a year with a global uh, color research, mm-hmm. and they develop the color forecast, which, which we then launch around about this time of the year. Okay, so this is interesting. So, so I wonder if uh, you know from uh, this is a paint point of view, if that that flows into fashion, or or you you look at fashion and it flows back, uh, and how that you know the the cycle Gen- goes. Generally, fashion leads Lead. in terms of color trends. Yeah. So fashion and then soft fabric, fabrics, home furnishings follow, and then cars and, and those kind of harder goods also follow. Oh. So generally fashion is the leader. Ge- generally yeah. fashion is yeah. the leader and then everything else follows. It has much short, shorter cycles, obviously. Okay. So since, I mean, I think fashion, if fashion is a bit crazy about, um, you know, African prints and, and the vibrancy of, of Africa, so you yeah. also pick up on, on those kind of things. Absolutely. I think two years ago, our forecast was based very much on Africa. Yeah. We had the World Cup and obviously a huge focus on our country. Yeah. So there were huge, huge trends worldwide. 
from Africa. Okay, so let's talk about 2015. Yeah. What's in the forecast? Well, really, there are four different themes. Um, there's uh, Urban Glow, which is obviously a much more urban theme. Mm-hmm. There's Natural Balance, which is based on your more natural color palette. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Vivid Expressions, which is really, really bright, funky colors. Mm-hmm. And also Tailor Made, which is a very quiet luxury. So there are different themes for each type of person, really. Okay, so obviously these can um, be translated to you know to your life and in in, in in your living environment in your homes uh, through paint and, and and all of that. Yeah, that's right. Each theme has eight colors, and they're all chosen to complement each other. So you could use any of the colors from the theme together, and they'll work well. Ah, four themes that you're looking at um, this year. Okay, so um, what influenced these twenty? A fifteen a color palette. I mean, what what made these these themes stand out and be chosen? That these are the ones that they really are. I think the environment has come through very strongly over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And once again, Brazil was huge this year in terms of defining our themes. Mm-hmm. It's also obviously we look at uh, different people. So there's a more mas- masculine theme, a more feminine theme, mm. and also a theme that's a bit brighter, funkier for children and playrooms and those kind of areas. Ah, okay, nice one. So what is what is the aim of a Pleskon's uh, National uh, Color Week? Well, really for us it's to promote color and to get people to feel good about things. But for us it's really also about CSI and mm-hmm. investing in your communities. Mm. So encouraging people to go out and do random acts of color. Uh, take photographs of whatever you do. It can be anything. It can be uh, planting vibrant flowers, painting a wall. It could be anything to do with color. Mm. Take the pictures and then uh, post them on either Facebook or Instagram. And then uh, you could stand to win some prizes. What kind of prizes are we talking about? Well, there's some really cool prizes, all based on color. So obviously there's, there's plastic on paint, of mm-hmm. course, and there's also a, a Le Creuset. Ah, okay. These are like fancy pots and. Correct. This yeah, and they're, and they're all, they're all colorful. Correct. Okay. So basically you're encouraged to, to go out to, you know, to your communities and, and do something that, that, that kind of like change the mood and how, uh, people feel. I mean, I guess in this case, would be the clever thing to do is like if you painted a wall, or you planted some flowers around it, uh, and, and and kind of like redecorated stuff that will you know will change how things uh, looked uh, you know versus how they looked before to to how you've changed them too. Absolutely, we actually run a a, a program for students, mm-hmm. and they we challenge them to paint public spaces that were really dull and grey, mm. concrete bus stations, and the creations were amazing, and they really do transform the spaces. So is this stuff like um, on social media? How do people uh, access this? If yeah, it'll be see- via Facebook and via Instagram. Mm. Um, and the, it's hashtag at Plascon RAC. And you can, can just post, obviously, your, your so entries. hashtag? Plascon RAC. Uh-huh. RAC. Or random acts of color. Okay, random acts of color. Correct. Nice one. Okay, so that sounds very interesting. So now... Um, out of these random acts of color, obviously you said, you know, you're going to pick people who get to win uh, some cool prizes, um, as, as part of that. Uh, how do you, how do you, do, do you, we sustain those random acts, you know, to obviously take us to, to, to next year when we find ourselves, uh, with another campaign? How, how do you keep them going throughout? Well, we obviously do this on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. So in between, we also have our Prism Awards and some students' awards. Mm-hmm. So we, and we have our, our CSI program, which we currently buy, we, uh, repaint schools. Chosen five schools in our local communities, mm. and we actually work on the schools throughout the year. How, so, how did you choose those schools? They're close to our ma- major manufacturing sites, mm-hmm. um, and they're mostly underprivileged—sorry, pri- underprivileged schools. Yeah. And we go in with our own staff, repaint, and renovate the schools. So I can't come to you and say, you know, I've got a school in some remote place. I'd like you guys to come and repaint the school for me. 
I'm afraid not at the moment. We're focusing on these schools because they're kind of longer-term projects for us. That you've been working on. Okay. Yeah. So what sort of uh, activities do you do with those uh, schools as part of your, your CSI program? It really depends on the school. Um, generally, they're very well-run schools mm. with good uh, governing bodies. Yeah. Um, the key part is obviously renovation. Mm-hmm. A lot of the broken windows, leaking roofs, fixing damp, and obviously also repainting to make the place more vibrant. Mm. And we're also sending our staff in to help with education, administration, and those kind of th- issues. Okay, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Uh, plus, hashtag PlusCon RAC, that's PlusCon's random uh, acts of color uh, that uh, is part of uh, PlusCon's National Color Week campaign. So um, besides the school, what are, you said there were other CSI initiatives that you guys were involved in? That really is a major initiative in mm-hmm. terms of CSI. We also do a lot of work with Johannesburg Child Welfare. We have an event every year. We raise money for child welfare. Mm. Um, and those are kind of the key things. We try to do fewer things, but make them count. Ah, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Okay, well, uh, that sounds like a whole lot of fun, Alex. Anything else that you think uh, people should know, uh, you know, beyond the campaign, um, how people can continue to, to embrace color? Oh, I think it's in the small things, just in wearing, having yellow fingernails, for instance. Ah. Make other people smile. Yeah, it matches with the cliffcentral.com uh, logo here. So it's very delivered. <laughs> well, Alex, thanks very much uh, for chatting to us um, uh, this afternoon. We really, really appreciate it. And all the best uh, with the campaign. I'm going to follow your in- Instagram and, and get to check that out and see. Um, when will the, the winners be announced? Um, I think in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So you guys will let, you'll let us know. Yeah, we and will then, do. Uh, okay, we'll do that. Okay. Uh, all right, before we, we go, let's see. Are there more colors out there in the universe uh, that we haven't discovered? That's a question. As far as I know, there are only 16 million. Is it like really confirmed that there's 16 million? Apparently so. Okay, that's, that's a lot. Who did the counting? Some crazy scientist. <laughs> okay, Alex, thanks very much for chatting to us. And uh, for joining us this afternoon right here on cliffcentral.com. We're going to take a musical break, come, pa- come back and uh, chat a little bit more. We're going to play a powerful song. I'm colorful
Random acts of color. That's uh, what we are talking about with Alex Coggins, who is a brand marketing exec of Plascon. But we continue our conversation, and you can give us a call if you'd like on 0861555189. What's your favorite color and why? As Sia digs in into what are those sweets called? Well, I know they're delicious sweets, dear, but the colorful ones. They're called what? Uh, jelly beans. Yes, because they brought us some colorful jelly beans. So, um, what I decided to do is kind of like talk more about color, the psychology, understanding the meaning of colors, uh, in color psychology. The meaning of colors can vary depending on culture and circumstances. Each color has many aspects of it, but you can easily learn the language of color by understanding a few simple concepts uh, here. You know, it's always interesting, you know, like you have yellow nail polish. I have yellow nail polish uh, today. And, uh, I mean, okay, I do like a, sh- a show on television that's supposed to considered very conservative or whatever. I'm like, please, me, I'm a very colorful person. I will have any color nail polish I want. Um, some will say, yeah, you know, if you had red nail polish, this says this. I mean, it goes, it goes beyond nail polish to like, re- to lipstick, to like flowers, because, uh, you know, flowers mean different things. If someone, like it's spring now. If someone sent, sent you red flowers, it means something if they sent you white flowers or purple flowers and etc., uh, etc. Et so color is a form of nonverbal communication. It is not a static energy and its meaning can change from one day to the next with any individual. It all depends on what energy you are or you're trying to express uh, at that point in time. For example, a person may choose to wear red on a particular day and this may indicate they're ready to take action or they may be passionate about what they're going to be doing that day. Again, it may mean that they are feeling angry that day, you know, um, and of course, they, or, or either they're conscious or subconscious, at a subconscious or um, a conscious level. They all have different, you know, traits and, and meanings. So red, for example, red is the color of energy, passion, action, ambition, and determination. It is also the color of anger and sexual passion. You see, so sometimes you could be, you could have an understanding of like, uh, you know, of one meaning of that color, but it's, it, it moves, it always moves from good to bad, uh, type of thing. So that's, um, 
the meaning of the color red. And if orange is your color, uh, it is the color of social communication and optimism. From a negative color meaning, it is also a sign of pessimism and superficiality. Ooh, that's uh, the meaning, uh, the color orange. And of course, if yellow is your color, uh, okay, I've got yellow nail polish, so I need to be careful about this one. With the meaning of colors in color psychology, yellow is the color of the mind and the intellect. See, I told you, powerful stuff uh, right there. Uh, And as my nail polish represents that. It is the color of intellect. Yeah, okay. We'll be back with more to chat to you about that right after this.
<laughs> it's uh, 1427 right here uh, on cliffcentral.com. It's Love and Life with me, Penny. We're talking color uh, this Wednesday. Of course, uh, it was part of us uh, celebrating uh, the N- N- Plaska National Color Week. Okay, that's uh, what we're chatting about. All right, so far we've touched on red, orange, and yellow. And DNI, who's um, controlling the desk for me here, uh, we're arguing about how many colors are in the rainbow. If you think how many colors are in the rainbow, uh, as everyone starts counting, 12, uh, 9, 14, everyone is like throwing strange numbers. If you think you know the answer to that, you can tweet us uh, or you can, of course, send us a message on WeChat at Cliff Central. So moving from yellow, uh, which is, uh, I was talking about that because I have yellow nail polish with the meaning of colors. In color psychology, yellow is the color of the mind and the intellect. It is the optimist, it is optimistic and cheerful. However, it can also suggest impatience, criticism, and cowardice. Ugh. Okay, that's, I told you, you can move from great to bad. Um, I'm taking the top two, uh, optimism and, and uh, cheerful and, uh, um, intellect and the mind. That's what I'm taking. As we move to the next color, which is green, uh, green is the color of balance and growth. It can mean both self-reliance as a posit- positive and possessiveness as a negative, among many other things. And of course, uh, green for nature. Now, blue is the color of trust and peace. It can suggest loyalty and integrity as well as conservatism and frigidity. And, uh, and that's the color, uh, that's the color blue. Okay, now we move on to the next color. The next color is um, indigo. Okay, indigo is a color of intuition. In the meaning of colors, it can mean idealism and uh, a and structure as well as ritualistic and addictive uh, addictiveness. That's a color indigo. Color purple is the color of the imagination. It can be creative and individual or immature and impractical. That's the color purple. The meaning of color turquoise is communication, clarity of mind. It can also be impractical and idealistic. That's the color turquoise. And the color pink <laughs> is unconditional love. Uh, okay. It is unconditional love and nurturing. Pink can also be immature, silly, and girlish. I'm sure we all knew the girlish part. Uh, out of that silly and girlish. That's the color pink. What other color are we talking about? Now, the meaning of colors magenta uh, is, uh yeah, some say magenta, others say magenta. Magenta is a color of universal harmony and emotional balance. It is spiritual yet practical, encouraging common sense and a balanced outlook on life. And then the color brown is a friendly yet serious down-to-earth a color that relates to security, protection, comfort, and material wealth. I'm sure that's why security guys, security guards, um, some of them, they uniform has got to do with that color. We're talking about the color brown. We're talking the psychology of colors as uh, of color as we celebrate National Color Week. Uh, we had a chat earlier on with Plaskan. Now, for a color color psychologist um, perspective, gray is the color of compromise, being neither black nor white. It is the transition between two non-colors. It is unemotional, detached, and can be undecisive. That's why I don't like gray. Ugh. 
Silver, on the other hand, uh, has a feminine energy. It is related to the moon and the herb and flow uh, of the tides. It is fluid, emotional, sensitive, and mysterious. Hmm. Nice one. That's the color silver. Gold is a color of success, achievement, and triumph associated with abundance and prosperity, luxury, quality, prestige, sophistication, value, and elegance. The color psychology of gold implies influence, material wealth, and extravagance. That's the color gold. And the color white. White is a color uh, at its most complete, pure, the color of perfection. The color meaning of white is purity, innocence, wholeness, and completion. Okay. Then we move to black. Okay. Now we move to black. Let's see what, what black. Black is the color. Um, black is a color of the hidden, the secretive, the unknown, creating an air of mystery. It keeps things bottled up inside, hidden from the world. That is the meaning of the color black. So I'm sure you looked at yourself and at what you're wearing today and you get a clear understanding of what all those mean, uh, those colors that you, you're, you're wearing. So those are the things about colors. Okay. Color codes. If, uh, you, you know, some, some codes that you can, quotations that you can use about color. Your attitude is like a box of crayons that color your world, constantly color your picture gray. And your picture will always be bleak. Try adding some bright colors to the picture by including humor. And your picture begins to lighten up. Clouds come floating into my life. No longer to carry rain or usher storm. But to add color to my sunset sky. Uh, these are some of the quotes that we picked up online. Martin, Martin Luther King said this about color. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they just not judge by the uh, by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Interesting one. Green is the prime color of the world and that from uh, which its loveliness arises, according to Pedro. If you, uh, let's see, people, okay, all right, let's see. Bob Mali, if you're white and you're wrong, then you're wrong. If you're black and you're wrong, you are wrong. People are people, black, blue, pink, green. God made no rules about color. Only society make rules where my people suffer. And that is why we must have redemption and redemption now. See, he's talking about deeper stuff there. That's Mr. Bob Miley. And finally, Taylor Swift says red is such an interesting color to correlate with emotion because it's on both ends of the spectrum. On one end, you have happiness, falling in love, infatuation with someone, passion and all of that. On the other end, you've got obsession, jealousy, danger, fear, anger, and frustration. That's Taylor Swift talking on love, happiness, and anger using color as a metaphor. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're talking interesting stuff with Maestro Metzhuete, who's a spokesperson of the Department of Home Affairs, touching things on how we relate to our fellow Africans and how they come into our country. Stay with us. So dancing in your eyes like shadows in the night Throwing pirouettes around the stars We were running in the haze I remember every shade in my veins And they shot up sparks Words fell from your lips And all I heard was white noise in the dark But when you looked away I remember every shade 
20 minutes to go before 3 o'clock right here on cliffcentral.com. You're hanging out with me, Penny Libyan. We're talking love, life, and all things African. It means every now and again we'll bring you uh, something that affects us, uh, you know, um, continentally, not just the South African. We try to connect and relate to our fellow uh, um, brothers across the continent. We've been celebrating color uh, throughout the show. Uh, we kicked off our conversation with Alex Coggins, who is the brand marketing executive of Plascon. And of course, we gave you the meaning of color according to psychology. So, since our flag is very colorful, I thought we also 
uh, get the meaning. Just to remind you, since it's Heritage Month, that you get an understanding why do we have the colors that we have on our flag. Uh, but we'll be chatting about uh, that a bit later on. I'll be sharing that information with you. Right now, we're having a very interesting uh, conversation about the new visa regulations. Uh, this is very serious. This is serious stuff, okay? Um, we'll be chatting about that. Uh, which we're chatting to the spokesperson of the Department of Home Affairs on the line, Mr. Maithlomet Sweater. Thanks for joining us this afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm fine, Teddy. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're good. We, we're so disappointed you can come and hang out with us in the studio. But hey, we got you on the line. Yeah. Um, I'm in a dreadful ex-co meeting that uh, usually lasts the whole day. Oh, okay. We appreciate that you could come out of the meeting and have a chat with us about this. Sure. Um, okay, obviously... There's been a lot of talk about around the new visa reg- regulations, uh, the changes, and what does it, what does this mean, uh, you know, um, for 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 non-South Africans who are here listening to us, you know, and, and those who are friends or loved ones, uh, you know, or workers, uh, for them who are who are based in in, in South Africa, what does this, what do the new changes actually mean in in a nutshell? Well, I think the history of South African immigration has been, um, to say the least, um, relatively lacked. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the, 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 the costs of that have been uh, bared by the South African government and in some extent the South African economy. Mm-hmm. While some argue that um, in some instances, in some sectors like tourism and, and maybe even business, that lacked immigration may have been a benefit to the South African economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we as a as a department that's in 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 a security cluster have always noted the the security risk of of, of our approach to immigration. The new regulations that they call are about protecting um, you know the sovereignty of South Africa mm. and ensuring that we are able to account for not only the South Africans that are in the country, but the, um, the foreign nationals that move in and out of our country mm. uh, for the safety of South Africans, but also for the safety of those foreign nationals that are that are coming into our country. So for the most part, it's been about trying to uh, get uh, better information uh, on, on those movements, better information on the internal movements, but also better information about uh, external uh, movement of people coming into our country. Yeah. Well, obviously, when these uh, regulations were announced, there was a whole lot of like discussions and, and disagreements, and um, you know, how was was that revolves, and what what were the issues of um, uh, areas of of contention? Well, they vary. I mean, we we had a meeting with the Department of Tourism, and they listed a number of areas of concern. Uh, we've had a number of other stakeholder engagements with business and. Um, with even um, some travel agencies, and they've listed um, a, a variety of issues. Mm. But to mention a few, there's, there's been an issue around the unabridged birth certificate, um, which is when, when Penny needs to travel with her daughter, mm-hmm. who's under 16. Um, the daughter now needs to have an unabridged birth certificate, which uh, contains information of, um, of of both her parents, not just Penny, but both the parents of the child. Mm-hmm. The, that, that was done um, you know, to try safeguard and to make sure that South Africa does not become a haven for, for any child trafficking. Mm. Um, so that, that has been an issue of contention in that, um, that, that, that acquiring a birth certificate has been a bit of a hassle for many people. Mm. Um, and, and to be fair to them, in some cases, uh, the, the, the modernization of our, of our, of our um, documents hasn't been where we wanted it to be. Mm. So if, if we're going to get a documentation or a birth certificate for somebody who was born in 19, 
96. I ran the bridge birth certificate for that person. Doesn't, that yeah. person, doesn't you exist. To go to a, uh, it exists, but you, you have to go to a, a lot of documents to mm. actually find it. Mm. So th- that has been the challenge, and you actually have to find the actual birth certificate. It, it wasn't being produced to um, modernized means as it is now if you're born after March mm. um, March last year, where we started doing the modernized means. So if you go, if your child is born after March last year, they get their birth certificate within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So that has been one of the issues. Um, there's been a number of other issues around um, the, the the work permits and, and, and matters like that, uh, where some businesses thought that the, the approach that government was taking was um, was um, could be perceived as anti-business. Yes. But our department's stance was that we, we you know, our, our systems have been quite severely exploited, um, not necessarily by, by, by business people, but by people who understand the, the gaps in our system. Mm. And those people have been, um, you know, using those systems to, to, to fraudulent means and uh, to achieve a number of things that we as a South African government cannot account for or even know what they're doing. Mm. And that naturally poses a great security risk for our country. So there's a number of issues that we have been, um, have, have had to explain to South Africans. And I don't think that explain, explaining is over because ultimately you're talking about a, a culture shift yes. and a paradigm shift in how we um, manage our immigration. And we we, we need to um, walk South Africans along, but also walk along with um, with foreign nationals that are frequent visitors to our country for business or for, or for tourism. Okay, talking about business and, and, and for tourism, and obviously that also speaks to... Um, re- uh, our relations with, um, you know, the rest of the world, especially the rest of the continent. Uh, you know, there was also a, f- a feeling as if, like, as if, um, you know, this is to, 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 to manage, um, bad characters, if that's the correct, you know, way of, of putting it. And then that brought, brought about a conversation of saying, yes, but you know, as a continent, you know, we were accommodated during our, our struggle by the rest of the continent, but now it looks like, you know, we're treating other Africans in a certain way. How was that? Issues tackled around that when it comes to relations with other African nations. Well, um, you know, we, we've had similar concerns that 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 perception would be peddled by some that um, um, our our new regulations are, are anti anti African, mm. and that th- those kind of perceptions or misconceptions are, couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if you look at a, even in our static region. A lot of our neighboring countries don't have visa requirements. Mm. Uh, all they need is a passport, and they can come in, I think, up to 90 days within a year uh, into our country without any visa requirements. Mm-hmm. So people from the Sutra can move into South Africa quite freely. People from Botswana can move into our country. Uh, um, um, people from Botswana can move into our country quite freely. The Sadic region is, is relatively free in terms of it, its visa requirements. Mm. Um, we 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 have tried to uh, to to be honest about the realities of the African continent. The African continent is not as as as, as peaceful as we we would like it to be, mm. and there are some areas which have been deemed as more unstable than others. Yes, and being that we are in the the security hub as uh, as um, as as a home affairs, if the worst what to happen and if um, um, any extremist elements were to come into South Africa and move into our country uh, due to our lax um, 
um, uh, policies, yes. whether that's African or even European or, or American or any other country, if those elements were to come into our country and something was to happen in, in South Africa, we would have to account for that. So we, 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 we've taken an approach that, that, that is security-based, but that's security-based not at the expense of diplomatic relations yes. and not at the expense of um, tourism and, and business. business. Okay. So um, the the challenge for us and what we're striking, striving to do, that's why we're working with uh, Durko and that's why we're working with tourism, is to strike the balance between uh, our security concerns and obviously their uh, business and diplomatic concerns. Okay, um, obviously another, I mean, Carter, um that came, there was an argument of like, you know, the new immigration regulations are unconstitutional. That's, that's a bit, you know, maybe taking it to, to an extreme. These were, uh, obviously some lawyers, people representing, uh, certain clients and, and things like that. How was, uh, that, uh, address? For example, I think global, um, immigrate, migration essay was, you know, was very strongly t- talking about that. Well, I, I'm not too sure if um, anybody has taken the department to, to court uh, mm. around the constitution- constitutionality of, of, of our regulation. Mm. And naturally, the department would back itself on that our, our regulations are constitutional and they are within the mandate of, of home affairs and within the mandate of government to protect um, South African citizens but also to protect citizens that are coming into our country. Mm. Um, so we, we, I don't think that would be a, be a fair assessment of the approach on, on our regulations. But as I've said, I think what 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 we are engaging in now is, is continued stakeholder um, engagements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because some of these matters can be discussed, and some of them can be can can reach um, some sort of a consensus through through understanding what the regula- regulations are trying to achieve and what the regulations actually mean. Um, a lot of criticism that we've faced uh, has 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 been from people who haven't one people who haven't necessarily read the regulations, mm-hmm. and secondly, people who are who are invested in the old regulations. So there there are practitioners in the past yes. who were who were quite dependent on the old system, in that for them it was um, um, a means for them to do their work. Okay. Um, but as we move towards the new regulations. They, those people have, in some cases, um, had a, quite a strong lobby group to to petition or to say, so, so to say, to petition against the new regulations. And the minister's stance on this is that we, we we continue to keep an open door to any constructive criticism that 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 wants to discuss substantively what the issues are with the new regulations and specifically what the new the issues are with the new regulations. Okay, but so what, maybe let's let's try and talk a bit about that. I mean, you know, and, and, and get to like uh, actual stuff, like what is this distinction between short stay and, and, and long stay versus permanent, permanent residency visas? Uh, you know, there were things like, you know, can you change your visa status while you're in essay? So maybe let's let, let's get into, into some of those. Well, look, even even in those cases, there's been um, abuses of the system where people come in for one permit or for one um, yeah, what come in for one permit, mm-hmm. and then because they know it's easier to get in for this permit, they come in for that permit, and while they're here, they apply for a permanent residency permit, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or, or people that come in and, and, and say they, and claim that they are seeking political asylum, but they only turn out to be economic migrants. Mm-hmm. 
which is a, which is a difference. Um, so we've had a number of challenges of, of an, an, an abuse of the system where what now the stance of the department is to try, um, you know, close those loopholes and try and make sure that if you're coming in um, as as Penny from from Zimbabwe Europe, well, <laughs> or Europe, yeah. okay. Europe. Or Europe, yeah, or yeah. Europe, you say that you're coming in for a study permit, that yes. you come in for that study permit or work permit, that you're coming specifically for that, that it doesn't become something else. And your 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 tenure in the country does not does not now without without the department knowing become permanent. Mm. So there the, the, there has been an issue around that to the to the extent where um, in the new regulations we say for some cases if you are changing your your the type of permit you have in the country you you need to go back to your country of origin and apply from there. Mm, mm. The 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 purpose of this is to try and move the South African borders, like many other countries do, try and move the South African borders away from um, from the South African borders to the extent that you're applying. Mm-hmm. So you can't come into the country and apply while you're here, yeah, yeah. and it's too late for us to say you, you have to turn back without, without taking your permit. Uh, many countries, if you're going to go into the country, you apply from your country of origin. For and they the allow you in or, or not before you and get then, there. Yeah. And then they have the, the discretion and the right as, as, as the country in charge of that to to decide whether or not they want to allow you in for what you are applying for. In South Africa, that hasn't been happening. People are coming in um, for claiming one permit and moving into another permit quite freely. So, so someone will come in as a student, and then they, then while they're here, they applied to 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 work, and then they become a permanent residence, and or, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, they, they, that that has been happening, but maybe it's not students as much, but maybe a work permit or a or, or, or a company transfer where you you claim you company you coming to work for a multinational for this period of for time, six, yeah, for six but months, but now you yeah. want to try change that into a work permit. Mm. Um, people do that knowing that this transfer, this 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 um this this um work transfer is is a lot easier to be done. The company transfer is a lot easier to be done than a, than a work permit, for instance. Where as as government we 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 require we require certain things more than the the company transfer. We require to know where you're going to be working and if that company could have employed a South African rather than employing you. Um, and if that, that 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 job that you're actually applying for actually exists, show us the adverts uh-huh. and show us that you. So there's there's a lot more requirements. So that so that speaks to the whole quota and exceptional what what exceptional exceptional skills for work and critical skills permit. Critical skills, the ah, critical okay. skills issue. Okay. But as as we're saying, we we we're trying to make sure that we 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 make sure that we prioritize um, South African employment in the process. We understand these are critical skills, and by nature it means that they are not um, at their height within the country. Okay. Right. But but that, that that notwithstanding, we should make sure that we, we, we that, 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 that if there are those critical skills in the country, that South Africans are given an opportunity to be employed in those opportunities first. All right, Masham, I think on the phone it's unfair to keep you, for me to keep you longer than I already have. So thanks very much for chatting to us and uh, back to your uh, EXCO meeting uh, this afternoon. We really, really appreciate you chatting to us and I'm sure... I think we'll, we're going to have to continue talking about this and informing yes. the public as much as possible. And while uh, these are implemented and, and everyone gets comfortable, 
uh, with them. Thanks very much. Is there contact details if people want to find out more information? Do you guys have a hotline, a website? Um, How do well, they go about people it? People can visit our website at uh, www.homeaffairs.gov.za. Okay, Home Affairs. But also, um, please invite us again, Penny. We would like to bring the minister there and okay. discuss um, some of these issues in, in, in further detail. All right, great stuff. We'll, uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. Sure. Thanks for chatting to Thank us. You. Okay, cool. Bye. All right, that's uh, my Shlomet Twitter spokesperson of um, the Department of Home Affairs. Ah, I forgot. I should have said to him. I should have said to him. He must congratulate the minister because the minister got married this past weekend. Oh, I forgot. If I could do that, shucks, man. What a missed opportunity. But anyway, I'm sure I'll tell him next time when I see him. So we're wrapping things up. We spoke to you about uh, the national flag. So just to quickly do that. Uh, red is for blood, blue for open blue skies, which we enjoy as a country. Green is for our land. Black is for the black people of this country. White is for the Europeans of this country. Is this true? I doubt it. Yellow is for our natural resources, uh, for example, gold. Uh, why? It symbolizes the emerging nationalities, uh, unity that of, co- and the convergence, um, of going forward as a one unified nation of previously uh, you know, uh, desperate separate groups in South Africa. The red, white, and blue colors were taken from colors of, um, hmm, of, uh, the National Party and some would say, yeah, the, the, the National Party in, in the Boer Republic and the yellow, black, and green taken from the ANC flag. What about the other parties? The meaning attached to the colors of the SA flag as outlined above are not official. <laughs> they are accepted in such. In some quarters, the choice in colors when designing them. Who's messing with me and why am I messing with you this afternoon? But anyway, our color, colors of our flag actually have meaning. There is some meaning to this, but not all of it. Um, it's true. But, uh, yeah, the why is for moving forward and forging forward. And, uh, that's what, uh, we've been doing here on Cliff Central this afternoon. Had a great fun celebrating color. Um, and of course we went beyond our borders, uh, talking about the new immigration laws and at home affairs. Thanks for spending your afternoon with me. I'll see you next week Wednesday.